morning. How's everybody doing? Everybody good? Ordered a new microphone Monday because ours went out and it's on a tour of the world right now. Uh, it started in Indiana, went to North Carolina. Uh, Friday it was in Illinois and today it's across the street at the post office and I can't touch it. So uh, I'll just use this one this morning so everybody just bear with me. Uh, I'm glad to be saved, aren't you? Uh, we had a really good conference this weekend. If you were here, I'm sure you thoroughly enjoyed it. Brother David Crow preached well uh, Friday, and I didn't expect any less out of him. But we really enjoyed ourselves and had some good sessions yesterday. So uh, we'll, we'll be sharing some of that with you just a little later on. Uh, maybe even talk about it tonight. I'm not sure. But if you have your Bibles, we'll be in Matthew chapter number 11. Matthew chapter number 11. It's a very familiar place, very familiar section of Scripture. Matthew chapter 11, and we're going to read three verses. We're going to read verses 28, 29, and 30. So when you find that, please stand to reverence and honor the Word of God. Matthew chapter 11, verse number 28. This is Jesus speaking, and if you're there, please say amen for me. Let me know you're there. Matthew eleven twenty eight. Jesus says, very familiar, he says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Let's pray. Father, we love you. God, we thank you for allowing us to be here this morning. God, we thank you... For the blessing, Lord, of starting a new week. God, an opportunity, Lord, to share your word, God, with the world this week. Lord, I just pray that you would touch me. God, that you would use me as your vessel this morning. God, I'm absolutely unworthy to stand behind this pulpit. Lord, I just ask that the the Holy Spirit would just move upon this, this place. God, that you would just anoint me from on high. God, that you would just touch each one that's here. God, that your word would go out, Lord. And we know that if it goes out this morning, if it is truly your word that your Bible says that it will not return void. God, I just pray that you would give me clarity of mind, clarity of speech to preach the word in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. How many of you have heard this scripture before? A very familiar place. But as I was studying this out this week, it, it, it's really there's nothing, a whole lot that you can preach from it new. But it, as I was studying, it really started to touch my heart. And so I'll just get right into the sermon. Verse number 28 Jesus is talking, and he's talking to the Jews here. He's actually, in the, in the previous few verses, if you want to get the context, he's talking about unrepentant cities. Jesus has sent his disciples out to preach the word, and, and there were some cities, there were some folks in those cities that refused to listen to the gospel uh, that Jesus had to offer. And so Jesus talks about those unrepentant cities. And he talks about the Jews that lived in those cities. Now Jesus himself was a Jew, we know that. He was the son of God and he was born into a Jewish family through the the lineage of Mary and Joseph. And and so Jesus himself is a Jew and when Jesus did most of his talking, he was talking to Jewish people. So we understand the context here. But Jesus says in verse number 28 when he's speaking here to his disciples who are Jews, he says this. He says, come unto me. 
So Jesus starts out this little section of scripture, just these three verses, and he opens this up and he just the first thing he does is he gives his disciples and he gives those folks listening an invitation to come unto him. He doesn't deliver a sermon. He doesn't give the message. He first says, come unto me. So Jesus first, I want you to see that he delivers an invitation. He says, come unto me. And then he tells us why he wants us to come unto him. He says, all ye that labor... And are heavy laden. All you that labor and are heavy laden. Now, in researching this, and it really hit home with me about who he was talking to and the Jews. See, that these Jews that he was talking to, he was trying to make them understand, and we've covered this a little bit in, in Wednesday night, how that Jesus came to fulfill the law of Moses. Amen? That when Jesus came and was born of a virgin, and when, when God sent him, he came so that he could fulfill the law and so that he could die on a cross for our sins and Jesus is about to fulfill that at the end of this, these gospels but Jesus said come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden see these Jews, these folks, these, these children of Israel if you will they worked hard for God I want you to understand that, that these Jews, these, these folks that Jesus was talking to they were not slackers at all you ever, you ever look at a church and think man we, we've got some slackers around here Nobody will say amen to that, will they? <laughs> Everybody's too scared. People think, well, they'll start looking at me. No, I'm just kidding. But, but these Jewish people, see, they were serious about what they were doing. These people, these Jews, they were, they were full of zeal. They were full of, of this zest of life. And so they took the law of Moses very, very seriously. And not only that, but, but Jesus said that, that not only that, that they took it very seriously, he said that they labored. They did good. They were, they were, God wants us to labor, amen? God wants us as Christian people to labor, labor. But the thing is, he said those that labor, and if he would have stopped there, that might not have been too bad. But then he goes on and he says, And all ye also that are heavy laden. See, what the law did, it, was, it, it just basically it, it put such a heavy load on people that they couldn't love God for just simply being God. That they serve God out of, out of fear. They serve God out of, well, I have to do that. They serve God out of, well, if I don't do that, then the, the council might take me and they might stone me. And so really what the law of God turned into and what the Ten Commandments and, and the whole law of Moses turned into was no more than a system that these people feared, these people were scared of, and it put such a heavy burden on people because they had to depend on what they could do their self these people had to depend on the fact that if they committed a sin that they had to remember that sin and that they had to go and they had to take a sacrifice to the temple they had to take a sacrifice to the priest and confess that sin to that priest and then that priest had to make that sacrifice and that would have been I can only imagine that had to be very very burdensome can you imagine that Tanner could you imagine the, the amount of people that would be lined up today at the temple? Let's just say that, that every Monday morning I had to go out here by the church door and say, all right, all of you that have sinned are going to have to bring me a sacrifice. Well, there would probably be, probably be a line around the building if I had my guess. And these people, they were so heavy laden. But when Jesus came, he came to release the Jews from that. He came to take that heavy lay, that, that, that labor that they were doing that was really, it, it wasn't getting them anywhere other than to the cross of Jesus Christ and he came to fulfill that need. 
And then I think about this morning how that some of us have came into this place and we're laboring. We've got some people around here, I'll tell you, we've got some of the hardest working folks at this church I've ever seen. Did you know that? Can you say amen right there? We've got some folks at this church that will, that will give up time, they will give up whatever that they have just to make sure that stuff gets done. They, they do, I mean, it, it's unbelievable. I could start calling names, but I won't do that of the people that just absolutely amaze me in this church that, that work hard and that love the Lord and they do it for the right reason. They don't do it because it, that they have to. They don't do it out of fear, but they do it simply because they love God. And he said, those that, that labor... He said, I appreciate that, but, but the problem is, is if we're not careful, we let our labor for the Lord laden us down. We let our labor for the Lord, if we're not careful, we'll, we'll get so caught up in things that we become encumbered about with things that are not accomplishing anything. We get weary in well-doing. David touched on that in his sermon Friday night just a little bit. And, and, and so many times, I'll just make a confession to you this morning, that I've caught myself working myself to death, trying to do things, trying to keep up. And at the end of the day, am I, think, I ask myself, am I bringing glory to God or am I just trying to bring glory to myself? Am I trying to bring glory to a church and I get so heavy laden with what I'm doing? I'm talking to Christians this morning. I'm talking to people, uh, to save people this morning. That you're, you're, you're working and, and, and working's good, working for the Lord. I believe that we're supposed to have our works and all that. But if we're not careful, we'll let that drag us down. And we'll become yoked to it. And, and Jesus talks about a yoke here in a minute. And we know that a yoke was something that, that tied two oxen together so that, so that they could work more. And if we're not careful, we'll get yoked to just, just labor. We'll get yoked to things that are, that are not really accomplishing anything. And before you know it, we'll, we'll be doing something that's called burning out. I'm not talking about spinning our tires. I'm talking about that we'll just, we'll just get to the end of our rope and, and we'll be so tired and we'll be worn out. And that heavy laden, that, that, that burden that we're carrying suddenly becomes too much and we just kind of buckle under the load. And I see that in churches, and I see it especially in, in, in pastors. Uh, I read a, a, a statistic that said that, that something like 1,500 pastors quit a year. 1,500 pastors quit a year. That's a high number, isn't it? Can you imagine that? 1,500 pastors. That, that's something, I don't know, 30 a week or something like that, if my math is correct. 30 pastors a week. Hang it up. Why? Is it because Satan's fighting them? Probably but a lot of it's because they're just heavy laden. But Jesus, when He came and He died on a cross for our sins and He made available the grace and, and, and the love and the mercy, He didn't intend for us to get burdened down with that. See, Jesus did not come to, to suppress us. Jesus didn't come to push us down and, and make our load heavier. In fact, Jesus came to lighten our load. Jesus came and, and died on the cross so that the law could be fulfilled, so that the sacrifice was made once and for all, for all sin, for, for sin of the past, for sin of the present, and for anybody that's not even born yet, that sin has already been paid for by Jesus. And he said, he said, and he said, he said, come. Jesus said, all you have to do is just come. And, and so he goes on, he says, come unto me. All ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. 
Boy, there's nothing like a good rest, is there? As a, I'm, I'm 32, I like to tell my age because some people think that's real young and some of the young people think that's real old. So I'm kind of in an awkward spot right now. I'm headed towards 40 and uh, I'm starting to feel it. And some of y'all are thinking, well, you don't, you've not felt anything yet, right? Would you agree to that, Sister Vivian? I hadn't seen anything yet. <laughs> but as, as I, I get a little older, and, and I say a little older, just 32, I, you know what starts looking better and better to me every day? My big camouflage recliner. I've got a recliner in my family room at home, and it's the ugliest thing you've ever seen. I got it on sale. It was a, it was a Duck Dynasty Signature Series recliner. So if you ever watch Duck Dynasty, it's the one that Phil set in. That's a good setting chair. But after I get done mowing and after I get done doing whatever Lacey has, it, has for me to do, you know, my honey-do list, and I go take the trash out and trim the hedges and pull the weeds, and you all think I'll do all that, don't you? <laughs> and as hot as it's been, and I go in, and what do I like to do? But I just like to sink down into that chair. I like to sit down, and, and I, I tell Lacey sometimes I'm just going to give my old weary bones a rest. And my bones are not that weary yet, but there's nothing like a good rest, is there? See, what happens to rest is, is rest is not a permanent thing. See, you've got to understand that, that rest, see, the good thing about rest is it, it, just a little bit of it, just a, a temporary amount of it will do something for you, and it'll make you so you can go again. You know, I can go in there and I can set my recliner for 15 minutes in the air conditioning and before you know it, I'm ready to do something else. I'm ready to go hit it again. And so Jesus says here, he says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. And he says, And I will give you rest. That doesn't mean that Jesus is just going to take you off the, the field permanently and put you on the sideline and never send you back out to work again. No, but Jesus says, Just come unto me. He said, And I can give you a break. He said, I can, I can reinvigorate you. I can put some life back in you, life that's been drained out because you're trying to do it on your own. See, what we try to do these days is we try to do things in our own power. I've caught myself doing that before, trying to, trying to do this alone, trying to, trying to go out and, and witness to people alone and trying to preach. And, and I'll tell you this, that I can't preach unless God blesses it. Did you know that? I, I'm no preacher. I don't, I don't have a lot of stuff to offer. But sometimes if I get caught up in doing things in my own power, I get so tired. And I get so weary and I get so heavy laden and to the point where, where I, a few times, I've, I've never really said this, but I've just been ready to, to hang it up for a while. I've, I've heard my pastor, Brother Rudy Oaks, and, and I'm not really guilty of this, but he said he used to quit every Monday morning. He said he would preach and he would preach his heart out and people would just sit there and look at him. Just stare at him and, and nothing would happen. He said he would get up the next morning and he would go into his office and he would say, God, I'm going to quit this week. God, I'm, going to, I'm just going to give it up. I'm not going to do it anymore. And I've been to that point before, and I'm sure that some of you in this room could probably agree to the fact that there's been things that hit you and, and you think you're just working your heart out and, and doing your very best and giving all that you have, and you don't see anything. See, it's easy to do things, and it's easy to work for the Lord when you're seeing a lot of results, isn't it? It's easy to preach when you've got an altar full of people. It's easy to sing when, when people are worshiping. I, I, Cecil would agree with this, that, that it, it, it just does something to you when you see people getting into it, don't it, brother? It just, it just gives you a new second wind there. 
But sometimes that doesn't happen. Sometimes people don't get into it. Sometimes the altars are empty. And then what are we going to do? What are we going to do when, when, we're, when we're heavy laden and we see the burden and we see that there's people that are lost and we see that there are Christians that are struggling yet nobody moves? What do we do? We have to go to Jesus. Jesus says, come unto me. He didn't say you had to go to the pastor. He didn't say that you had to go to somebody in the church. He says, come to him. Just come. He extends the invitation before he even tells you what he can do for you. Now that's a preacher right there, isn't it? Somebody that can, can tell you to come. And he goes on to say, in verse 29, he says, Take my yoke upon you. So there's three things that Jesus says that I want to pull out of these next couple of verses. Well, what we have to do, the first thing we have to do is we have to, to take his yoke. Now the thing about it is, if you know anything about oxen or I've never really seen oxen work, but I've seen mules work. Has anybody in here ever seen mules work very much? I know Brother Albert's probably worked a few mules in his life. Amen? And, and I've seen them, and I love to watch that. I love to, to go up and watch the Amish and, and all that they do with their mules and how well trained they are. But one thing that you'll never see is a mule or an oxen that has two yokes on it, will you? You think about that. If you think you, you, every mule that you see or every oxen that you would ever see only has one yoke on that one oxen. Because if you put two yokes on one oxen, it can't do anything. So the first thing that we need to see is that Jesus says that we need to take His yoke upon us. So basically what we've got to do is that means that Jesus is saying here that we have to come unyoked from the other things. We have to, to take that yoke off and put His yoke on. We have to take the, the old yoke off. And I, again, I'm really preaching to Christian people this morning that get yoked up to things that they don't need to be yoked up to. They get hooked up with things and they get encumbered with things and, and just put with things and, and it drags them down. And Jesus says, if you'll take that yoke off and put my yoke on, He said, then you can have rest if you take my yoke upon you. Now, you know what the wonderful thing about putting Jesus' yoke is? Jesus' yoke on is, is that Jesus is doing the work. Jesus is doing the work. You know, you've, uh, you've been in three-legged races or whatever where if you're working against each other, it don't go very good, does it? And sometimes I've seen those mules and those, those oxen and all that, and they'll just, they'll just sometimes they'll fight against each other. But if we'll just put the yoke of Jesus on... And become submissive to Him because that's what a yoke shows. It shows submission. If we'll just do that, if we'll just put His yoke on, then we can depend on Him. Then we can let Jesus do what He came to do. We can let Him work for us and we can just work right alongside of Jesus. Isn't that a wonderful thing? That God did not call us to just be servants, but He called us to actually work alongside of His Son, Jesus Christ. That He's going to do the work. That He's going to put in the hard part. He's going to put in most of the labor. And we just get to work beside of Him. He says, take my yoke upon you. But then He goes on to say this. And then He says, and learn of me. So first we've got to take. And then we've got to learn something. We need to learn about what all Jesus can do for us. 
We need to learn about Him. We need to learn His Word. He says, and learn of me. He didn't, he didn't say learn the law. He didn't say learn what you have to do right and what you, you, you can't do and what you can do and all these rules. Jesus says, learn of me. If I had a lost person that came and got saved right now and, and they asked me what they needed to do and they said, well, what can I do and what can I not do? And they asked me the rules. I would say, just learn about Jesus. Just act like Jesus. If you'll do that, if you'll take his yoke and you'll learn about him, everything else will take care of itself. He says, take and he says, and learn of me. And then the last thing he says, he says, if we do that, he says, if we'll take and we'll learn, then the next word that I want to show you is he says, that, he says for I am meek and lowly in heart. He says, and you shall find rest for your souls. He says that we'll find rest, not, not, not for our bodies sometimes, because our bodies are going to get wore out, they're going to get weary. And, and, and I'll just throw this out there, that God's not so much concerned about your flesh as He is your soul, amen? But He says that you'll find rest for your soul. We have some folks in here that probably need some rest for their souls. They need to come, and they need to take Jesus up on His invitation they need to learn about what Jesus can do for them and what Jesus has already done for them and what He offers with an open hand. He, he started off and He said, just come on. He said, just come now. He said, and I'll tell you what I can do for you later. Jesus says, come and take and learn and then you will find rest for your souls. My soul gets weary sometimes. I, I, if I told you it didn't, I'd be lying and that'd be a dangerous thing to do in a pulpit, amen, or anywhere. Sometimes I get weary. Sometimes I get down and out and I get discouraged. But the only way to fix that is to go directly to the throne room of heaven. Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father right now. Right now. Making intercession for us. And you know what Jesus is saying right now? He's saying, come. He's saying, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Verse 30, one of my, my favorite verses, he says, For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. He says, my yoke is easy. He said, he said, I'll make it easy on you because I'm doing the work. He said, I've already done it. I've taken care of it. Just come. Just come to me. But see, the thing about it is we let our pride get in the way, don't we? We, we sometimes... I think that, that pride is one of the most dangerous things to have in a church. I think it can be so detrimental to a congregation. If we have pride among us, if, if we say, no, you know what, I, he's not talking to me. That's for somebody else or, or, or no, not me. And Jesus says, come. He makes that open invitation and we let our pride get in the way and we say, no, not today, God. Not today. It hurts me to think that, that somebody in here could have a need this morning and would care about what other people think so much that they wouldn't come and, and cast that need upon the Savior. That, that pains me to think about that. That, that concerns me that, that folks these days have, have gotten so concerned about everybody else and taken their focus off of Jesus Christ and put their focus everywhere else. One of my four F's of the, of the vision of the church is focus, right? Y'all remember that? 
And Jesus says, he says, look unto me, the author and the finisher of your faith. Keep your eyes fixed upon Jesus because he's the answer to it all. If we'll just take his yoke, if we'll come unyoked from things that that don't really matter, things that are unimportant and things that are weighing us down, if we'll just put that aside, if we'll just come and and be honest with God and say, God, I've, I've got myself yoked to some things I don't need to be hooked up with. Maybe it's sin, maybe it's not, maybe it's even good things, maybe it's, it's things that need to be done, but you're getting weary doing it. Just come and let Jesus do His work in your life. Just come and surrender. See, that, that yoke, as I've already said, it's, it's, a, it's a symbol of submission. It's a symbol of humility, because when that, that, that yoke, it, when it goes on that oxen, that oxen's very powerful. That, that mule that you put in the harness, he's very powerful. But when he comes under the power of that yoke or that harness, he becomes under, in, in submission to someone greater than he is. And so this morning Jesus says, Hey, why don't you just be submissive to me? Why don't you just humble yourself down and put my yoke on? Learn of me. Take what I have to offer. Quit trying to do it on your own. And just take of me. Jesus extends that offer. And I like what he says. The fourth word in verse 28. He says, come unto me. What's that next word? All. All. This isn't just for a select few. This isn't for the the elite. This isn't for somebody with a pedigree or somebody without one or a lost person. It's talking to anybody that's willing to come. He says, anybody can just come unto me and have your burdens lifted. Have that, that yoke taken off of you. Jesus will take the yoke off. He'll put the new yoke on. All you have to do is just get humble and get honest with yourself and be willing to submit. Just be willing to do it. Jesus, Jesus has already taken care of it. We need, to, we need to quit fighting against God, don't we? See, if you're, if you're yoked up with anything else, if you're, if you're not in, under His submission, you're really fighting against what He's trying to do in your life. Boy, that's a losing battle, isn't it? Trying to fight against what God is wanting to do in your life. We, we get so caught up in these things. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me, for I am meek and lowly. Let's all stand. Cecil, come and get us a song, brother. I want you to bow your head for just a moment. I know this has been just a little bit different of a message, but I believe, honestly, that somebody in this room has a burden. And, and, and that could be a cliche statement, I guess you could say. But it's the truth that we get burdened, we get weary in well-doing, we get kind of heavy laden sometimes with things that are not bad, things that, that are not sinful, just things that, that make us weary, things that make us tired. And we get so caught up in that. And Jesus says all we have to do to get rid of that is just come. Just come to Him. Just humble yourselves in the sight of an almighty God. And turn those burdens over to Him. All you that labor and are heavy laden, come. He says, and I will give you rest. As Cecil sings this morning, I encourage you to come. Hear the blessed Savior calling the oppressed, O ye hey.